I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome back to the Jason and John Show. The coolest, sharpest radio show in the world. Rob Doster is the founder of Field of 68. Nobody doing it better in college basketball than that group. He joins us now. Rob, what's up, baby? What's going on, guys? Look, I just want to let you know, um, when you called me today, it popped up on my phone as scam likely. So uh, that's, just, that's how I knew John Martin was going to be on the uh Hundred percent. Well done. Scam as is usual. Guaranteed. Um, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll get to some. We'll get to. We'll get to Kenny Payne in that scam later. I oh. do need. I do need to ask <laughs> oh, you about man. that. Wow. Uh, but want to start here. I know you probably haven't seen a ton of them, but they are the local team. They have a big game tomorrow against Ole Miss. What have you made early on of of the University of Memphis, Kendrick Davis, uh, and what you've seen from the Tigers? They're good, man. I like them. They really, really guard. Um, I think that uh, having Kendrick out, Kendrick out there um, kind of loosens up their offense a little bit. You know, the, the we've seen this story before with Memphis, where they can be one of the best defensive teams in the country, and you know they they really struggle to score offensively at times. They're not getting something off a turnover. They're not getting something off of an offensive rebound. Then. Um, you know, they're really not creating all that much, but um, I've, I've watched them three times this season. I saw the Vanderbilt game where they looked really, really good. Uh, I watched the St. Louis game um, where it wasn't necessarily as great. And I saw the Seton Hall game where uh, it felt like Memphis probably should have won that game by 10. And somehow they found a way to, to magically lose to a Seton Hall team that is not really good on a banked in three pointer at the buzzer, which is a, uh, you know, it's one of those things. One of those things that happen in college basketball. But they're, I mean, they're they're really really good. I think, um, for my money, second best team in the AAC. It's going to be tough to get past uh, uh, Houston, but you know that that's going to be a an absolute war. Um, I mean, they're good, man. The, the, having a guy that can go out and get you a bucket anytime you need someone to create a shot is such an important thing in this level of basketball. So they got. Ole Miss on Saturday, Rob, tomorrow, and then it's it's Auburn, Alabama, Texas A&M. It's the, that's the bulk of the rest of their non-conference schedule. So Ole Miss, Auburn, Alabama, Texas A&M. If they're going to get out of that sort of, hey, second-best team in the AAC, you'll be a nine seed, so, which is frankly what they were last year. What, what do they need to do against those four teams in terms of record-wise, Rob? Does it need to look like three and one? Can you go two and two and still hope to get – you know, an eight or a seven seed, maybe, you know, higher if you could, but I don't suspect so. But what what do you need to do against those four teams do you, in, in your estimation? 
I mean, I think win two of them and you're probably pretty happy, right? Like Ole Miss is, is good. Um, I, I think that they are a tournament team. I think that they're a top six team in the SEC this season. I know that they lost to, uh, to Oklahoma, but you know, Matthew Murrow is, uh, yep. is a really good player. And, um, they're eventually going to get the uh, the roughing kid back and playing um, at his best again. Uh, hopefully, you know he's he's a really talented point guard. I kind of when I was went all in on them this season. A lot of it had to do with the fact that that he was going to end up being uh, what he was before he tore his ACL. Um, but they're old. They defend. They got big bodies inside. That's not going to be an easy um, matchup. And if there's one thing we know about Kermit Davis, he knows how to how to get guys to play and he knows how to win basketball games. But I think you got to win probably two of them and you feel pretty good about where you are. Uh, you know, you go, what, what do they play? Uh, 18 games in the AAC. So you win, you go 15 and three and hopefully pick off Houston at home, maybe get them in the conference tournament. And uh, you win two of these games coming up and, and you're probably looking at a, you know, I don't know if there's a path to uh, getting like a top four seed outside of, you know, maybe winning something like 28, 29 games, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I, I think you're probably sitting in a pretty good place um, at that point. Yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 I am not counting on a win against Houston this year. I, I don't see it. Um, I, I'd love to be wrong, but from what I've seen of Houston and what I've seen from Memphis, uh, and, and this is really more about Houston than it is Memphis. Like, this is not a knock on Memphis. I don't think there are, are many teams in college basketball that could beat Houston. I just don't feel like Memphis has the ingredients, <clears throat> you know, because – Last year when they beat him regular in the regular season twice, they had Jalen Duran. You know, you can you can break through it with Houston if you have an elite big man, but they're gonna go toe to toe with you on guard play. And and so as as much as Memphis has upgraded at that position, I just feel like it's a worse matchup this year because you don't have you know, if unless you have a great big man who can catch it deep, get big rebounds, you know, score on the baseline, it, I, it's going to be very difficult to beat Houston. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't yeah, see many yeah, else. I mean, they're they're awesome, right? Like they're no they're legitimately the number one team in the country. That's not just something where it's like, yeah, it happened that way because they 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 haven't lost in a while. They're they're great, and, and Marcus Sasser is great. Jermon Marks been playing awesome. Jarris Walker has been uh, better than I expected. They got a kid coming off the bench, Terrence Arsenal, who. Um, if Kelvin can hide him for long enough, will be an All-American next season uh, once he starts seeing some more minutes. So, I mean, you're 100% right. The only thing that I would say is, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, you guys are living in that city. That's a rivalry game, right? Oh, yeah. At this point, that, is, that, that is the game on the schedule. And if there's one thing we know about college basketball, when you play on the road in a rivalry game in front of what I'm assuming will be uh, a good, what, 18,000 uh, riled-up Memphis fans um, in, uh, in that building, it's going to be uh, – Anything can happen. And the benefit is that uh, Houston's playing a bunch of younger guys this year, right? Like Jarris Walker's a freshman. Terrence Arsenault's a freshman. Um, and we, we, we've made the show a million times, but uh, Memphis is really old. And if you're old and tough and physical, you can kind of deal with some of those big bodies that Houston has. And, and that's the, to me, that's the biggest thing, right? A lot of what Houston does is built around just being tougher than whoever they're playing. And I don't think that, that you're going to have a toughness issue with Memphis, right? Like you might not be quite as skilled, and maybe they're not. Uh, you know, you might miss a box out here or there, and you know, maybe it's uh, you're going to get someone that, that might be a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger. But it, toughness is not going to be a problem. So, um, would I pick Houston to uh, to to win at Memphis? Yeah, probably. I don't think I pick Houston to lose pretty much anywhere left on their schedule, but would I be surprised if Memphis was able to get them at home? Like, absolutely not. That's a rivalry game. Anything can happen in those games. 
they get Alabama, this Houston team we're speaking of, I think it's a week from tomorrow. Um, what do you think of Bama and what, what happens in that game? Because I, I think Bama's got Memphis right after. That's, you know, obviously similar opponent there. What do, what do you think of Bama and what happens in that Houston-Alabama game? Um, I, I think that Houston will probably beat them, um, especially because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that is in Houston. Yep, so, yep. Um, it's Alabama's. Alabama is an interesting one, right? Like the 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 Brandon Miller kid is just—he's an absolute freak. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's six eight. He can really—I didn't realize he shoots it as well as he does. Um, he doesn't quite have the handle that he needs to get to the level where he's like a a, a pure guard at this point. But you know, he can kind of create his own shot, and he's got such a high release point that it's, it's difficult to deal with him. Um, but I do think that that uh, Houston and Memphis to that point both have guys that can kind of. Hang with the hang with them because of the length and athleticism. Uh, the thing that I don't trust about with Alabama is is their point guard play. Um, Javon Quinterly is just like he's not he's not it to me. I think Mark Sears is the guy, and we'll see how much they kind of go to him and whether or not they start utilizing him as like the starting point guard mm-hmm. and uh, running things through him a little bit more. Uh, but I'm not I'm not completely sold on Quinterly. I think Alabama is beatable. I also think Auburn's beatable. You know, this is not mm-hmm. – Auburn basically has the same backcourt with the same question marks they had about their guards. And instead of having, uh, you know, a, a top three pick in Jabari Smith and a first-round pick in Walker Kessler, they have Jani Broome, who transferred in from Moorhead State, and they have uh, Johan Traore. And Chance Westry is not quite 100%, and Alan Flanagan is not the guy that he was as a sophomore. So I'm not – I think I think Auburn is the most winnable game that you have um, out of those two. Um, I think Ole Miss is going to be tough, but you can beat them. I think that you probably should beat Texas A&M. Alabama might be the best of that that uh, that quartet of SEC games. Completely agree. We're talking to Rob Doster, founder of Field of 68, here talking college basketball on the show. Louisville basketball is in such bad shape that when you Google Louisville basketball, the women pop up. Uh, it's not it's not the men. Which you know, hey, the the women are putting together a a, a stellar season. Apparently, I don't know. Uh, but they have not won a game. Uh, they just got blitzed by Maryland by 25 at the crib. It doesn't look like a win is imminent. They got Miami on Sunday. They got Florida State next week. Then they have West Kentucky. Florida A&M, probably the first one of the season on the 17th. Mm. How far do you do you let this get, man? I mean, Louisville basketball can never and should never be this bad. I think that right now it's a roster construction issue. And I, I know that putting together a roster is like one of the most important things that you can do as a coach. Um, but I think it's very easy for Kenny to kind of fall back on the we weren't able to go into the portal and get a point guard because everybody thought that we were going to be suspended for this year's NCAA tournament and going to have a ban. So I, there, I think there's excuses that he can use. Now, do I think that those excuses are justified? Uh, not exactly. You know, that you could have there are plenty of guys that would have been solid mid-major point guards that you could have brought into the program. Um, that would have been willing to play in the ACC with or without a postseason ban just because it's the ACC and just because it's Louisville, right? And the fact that you basically are running L. Ellis out there and then Hersey Miller, who is a masterpiece kid, who couldn't even get minutes at, at whatever Tennessee directional school he was at last season, like that's it's a failure of leadership that they uh, are at the point that they're at with the roster build, right? I think that the roster is so poorly they, – they have one guard on the roster. And you cannot win college basketball games with one guard on the roster. If you go back and look at like the last 12 NCAA champions, they had two point guards in the starting lineup, okay? And you have one guard on your entire roster. It's just, you can't win that way. So I think it's far too early to have any opinion on what Kenny Payne's ability is, like in terms of just on-court X's and O stuff. 
because he does not have a roster that's built to win. And some of that is his fault, and I think that there's ways that he can probably spin that to make it seem like it's you know, not necessarily all on him. Uh, but it's it should never ever be at this point when you are uh, coaching at Louisville. It's just it's it, uh, to me it's not acceptable. Well, what about Leonard Hamilton, who's been at it much longer than than Kenny Payne? Yeah, I can kind of. So the, the issue with Florida State is that they just got absolutely obliterated with injuries. Like if you look at how many guys they're playing, they're basically going like five or six deep for most of the season. Sometimes they can get to seven or eight games, and they're getting a couple guys back and they're healthy now, but. What Florida State does when they are at their best is they have 11, 12 guys. They play a really deep bench. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those dudes is like 6'6 six, six with long arms. And they're like, it's just pieces that you can plug in and you just rotate through these waves and waves of waves of these athletic dudes that switch everything, that play this tough defensive style, and they just wear you down. And when you don't have that level of depth, and you also are missing Baba Miller, who, you know, is a potential first round pick who had one of the worst and most ridiculous NCAA suspensions I've ever seen. Um, it, when you don't have the pro on the roster, it's also become something where it's like, okay, we can't play the system that we want to play. We don't have the talent that we normally have. And these kids are just like, they're kind of sick of getting their uh, their brains beat in. So I, I'm willing to, to kind of give Leonard a pass on this. Like he's, They've had the worst injury luck in the ACC the last two seasons. Yeah. And there's only so much you can do about that. So I kind of I get it with Florida State. I understand why it's happening. Um, Louisville's a different story because it, it, it's not bad luck with Louisville. It's, you didn't get point guards. You didn't get guards in your roster. And to me, there's two very different things and very different reasons for the struggle. Peacock Classic tonight. I don't know if you've you know sworn this off with your history, but there is a game tonight uh, between Gonzaga and Baylor in uh, South Dakota, right? I think it's in the Pentagon, which is kind of interesting. People I know like Gonzaga tonight. Is this an opportunity for Gonzaga to sort of remind everybody, hey, we took a couple tough ones early on, but but we're still really good. The issue to me with Baylor is that they they can't guard right now, right? Their 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 offense isn't quite clicking the way that you want it to. And there's questions about like Jalen Bridges at the four, and and, um, and you know how are you like Flo Bomb is not quite the guy. You, you know it's hard when he's the only center instead of having like him and uh, Chandler Chacho are being mix things up. But they just don't guard the way that they they used to the last couple of years. Part of that is you know there's no Mark Bible. Um, they don't have the same defensive presence on the perimeter. Like Adam Flagler is a fine defensive player. LJ Cryer is good enough to get the job done. Keontae George will figure it out eventually. But you know when you when you used to have Macy Oteague, who is 24 years old, six three with a six foot eleven wingspan, and used to have off night Damian Mitchell. And, and you know when you had guys like that that were defending before, they, that's what made them elite. You know they were one of the best three point shooting teams in the country. They were a great offensive rebounding team, but they also led the nation in uh, defensive turnover rate, playing a half court defensive man to man style, like which is not something that is easy to do. So. To me, that's the biggest issue with them right now. Is they're just not playing defense the level we need to be able to guard. Uh, if there's one thing we know about Gonzaga, they, they know how to put up points, and they got this guy at the five named Drew Timmy. Maybe you've heard of him. He's pretty good. So uh, I, I do I do like Gonzaga in this spot, basically more for, for no reason other than the fact that I just don't trust Baylor enough stops against a team that, that is going to be able to figure out how to put up points. Oh, Rob, yesterday our man, uh, John here, got Joey Dorsey, the big man on that 07-08 national runner-up team, on with us and asked him if you thought in this day and age of college basketball, you can keep a team like that together. They had CDR and Antonio for years, and you you know, you know put Joey with it, the final piece is Derrick Rose, but the nucleus of that team had been together for a long time. Can you do this that in this day and age of the you know transfer age, NIL, basic free agency? 
Can you keep a team like that with as many guys like that that were important to that group? Can you keep them together for years in college basketball like you could back in the day? Yeah, I, I think you can. Um, you have to be able to get players to kind of understand and accept their roles, right? Um, I think UConn is a perfectly perfect example of that. They added some players in the portal that they needed to add. They added some important pieces that are freshmen, but they're bringing back all like all of their their best players or key pieces are guys that are now upperclassmen that have been there for a couple of years that you could kind of look at and say maybe you know in a different with a different program or a different coach or maybe a different relationship there maybe they would have transferred out of the program. Um, Andre Jackson's one of them. Jordan Hawkins is one of them. Dama Sanova is one of those guys. So um, I, I do think it's doable, but so much of it depends on the relationships that these guys have. With, uh, with the coaching staff and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, but, yeah, to answer your question, it, it is very doable. Look at the teams that have been winning national titles yeah. recently, right? Like, Virginia was able to do it. And the reason why Virginia is a top three team in America right now is because they did it again. Uh, I think if you look at Purdue, I know that they have two freshman point guards, but a lot of those guys that are coming back are players that um, – that had the op- that could have had an opportunity to leave because they weren't getting a ton of minutes elsewhere. Uh, I think you know Houston is a perfect example. I mean, look at look at Memphis right now. Like even even this Memphis team has a bunch of guys that feel like they've been there forever. DeAndre Williams is in his eighty seventh year in, in in college, so it, it's doable. But I, it's also it's not something where you're going to have the same nine guys right together. You're like you can keep a core, especially if they come in. Yep. Um, so it's. Yeah, to answer your question, yes, I think it's doable. It's different now, though. You're going to have like your core of three to four, and you have to kind of plug in, plug in place different gaps and fill in different holes, and uh, you know, find a find a point guard. <laughs> you, have, you can't do what Kenny Payne does, basically. Yeah, just watch his film, do the opposite, and uh, you're you're pretty good. You're in good shape, Rob. You're the man, dude. Thank Appreciate you, the time as always. It's amazing, man. Louisville's worse than Cal basketball right now. In the, in the year of our Lord, 2022, Louisville was worse than Cal basketball. It's a sad, it's sad, a sad state, no doubt. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. Later, guys. Yep. He is Rob Dosser, uh, covers college basketball, founder of Field of 68. Yeah, did you know that Gonzaga Baylor was in South Dakota? I did not. Yeah, it's it's like it's like an NBC deal. It's on. It's only on Peacock tonight. So it's at the Pentagon? I've been there. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. I mean, the Pentagon does go wild. They love their damn basketball up there. They ain't got nothing else to do. Right, there's so, nothing else but the Cracker Boom. Like there, I mean, there won't be. I mean, there, it'll just be random South Dakota residents that are at that game tonight. You know, it won't be like Gonzaga or Baylor fans. It'll just be like residents of the town. Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind of fascinating. Gonzaga's cool. playing everybody. Gonzaga wants all the smoke. Yes, they do. I like Gonzaga tonight. I think they do get the dub. I like them okay. tonight. Um, anyway, we'll come back. Uh, stick around, Jason and John. I just heard FM ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.